Today on Locked On Red Wings, Moritz Sider won the Calder. There was never a doubt, and we're going to spend the next 30 minutes talking about it. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Um, I'm producer over at 97 on the ticket. Scotty is host over at Lockdown Tigers and a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And uh, it finally happened. And I have had a huge grin on my face for the last hour as the announcement came at about, what, 7.30-ish about that time. And here I am at recording this at 8.40 on Tuesday, and I just can't stop smiling. It was, it was, there was never a doubt. There was never a doubt, but just to finally have that win, man. Morris Sider wins the Calder Trophy. There was never a doubt. The only, the, seriously, I mean, I, I, it was really crazy going through. I, I just, uh, right before they announced it, I just went on Twitter and just search barred Calder just to see what like everybody was talking about. It's crazy how many, you know, I don't know any of those people. It was just one tweet, whatever. Maybe it was unjust. Maybe it, it, you know what I mean? It was, you know, joking around or something. But it's unjust. crazy how many people thought just, yeah, thought that, like, their guy was going to win. Like, so, like, if it's not Seagrass, the NHL is rigged, blah, blah. I'm like, like and, that, and and that's clearly as supported by by the voting. Like wasn't a, a, an us biased thing. Like it's just he was so clearly the Calder. Like so, he was so clearly the best rookie. It, it wasn't even particularly close. I'm I'm genuinely shocked that other fan bases legitimately thought they they had a chance. As like ignorant as or not ignorant, arrogant as that sounds. I feel like it was mostly delusion. Like I, I can't, and I, we have our own biases here on Lockdown Red Wings. Of course, we do. We are Lockdown Red Wings, but even looking at it objectively, we knew that no one had done as much as Moritz Sider had done in the with the talent, given the talent around him, especially. I mean, we go back back to it constantly. He was a top twenty defenseman in points in his rookie year. And this is a four defenseman who comes comes in the league who isn't touted for his offensive prowess. And granted, you know, as, as it went on, we definitely found out he's very talented offensively. But he had 50 points in 82 games. That's the for best. That's tied for 19th in the league amongst all defensemen in points. And that is the when I say worst, that is the worst part of his game. I don't mean that he's bad at it, but out of all of the areas of his game, his offensive. Uh, ability is the the part that is like the least brag worthy. You know what I mean? His his defensive capability in the defensive zone, his ability to hold the line on the blue line, his hits, his reverse hits, everything, his ability to see the ice, read the game. It is so already elite level that it overshadows the fact that in his rookie season he had 50 points in 82 games played. He had over a half a point per game on this Red Wings team. As a rookie so, defenseman, yeah. as a rookie defenseman. So when I say it's a, it's the worst thing about him, it's still fantastic. But it's just so overshadowed by everything that he had done so far. It's such an easy conclusion 
that he would get 170, Scotty. 170 of the first place votes for Calder out of 195. There were 195 first place votes given out, and he had 170 of them. So I don't care who you are and what you have to say. I saw verified Twitter accounts going out there saying, should have been Zegers. It was the guy who voices the EA Sports NHL saying that Zegers has done more for the game. It's like, I'm sorry. And Nolan, Nolan replied to the guy. It's like, I didn't know that what you did for the game translates to best rookie. Because Moritz Sider, far and away, was the best rookie, and he won rookie of the year, justifiably so. Correct. Absolutely correct. Like I said, it was... It was really alarming might be too dramatic of a word, but it, it truly was surprising to me how many people thought that anybody else had a chance out there. And like, you know, I'm not saying it was all everybody else. Like there were still, uh, there were still plenty of people that were like, okay, like let's give Mo the Calder and move on, you know, type of thing. But I, I mean, I was truly stunned like by the amount of, and honestly, not very much of it, from what I saw came from ducks fans. I mean, there were, there were, maybe it's just cause it's Twitter, but like, there was a lot of, of like bunting believers on an like weirdly, which never made that. sense to me. <laughs> and, you know, and you know, the team he plays on is certainly a thing, but um, it, it really was just kind of wild to me how for some that, for, I mean, you know, I've been saying for months, it really is just going to come down to whether you wins it unanimously or not. Um, he pretty much did. Not, and, not quite, right. It, he, right. It was a it was a massive blowout, and deservedly so. And um, th- that's how big of a blowout it was. Was the only thing in my eyes. I'm I'm stunned at how many people uh, out out there were either surprised by it or surprised by how much of. Maybe it's just because you know it's the Red Wings. And they weren't very good. And they weren't very exciting, and nobody out of market really watched them. But um, th- this was like really really obvious. He did not. I'm just checking this now as we were recording, but he did not end up getting any more cider or more cider votes, uh, Norris trophy votes for mm. best defenseman in the uh, league, which I'm not too surprised by. I wouldn't have been surprised if he got like a fourth place vote here or there or a fifth place vote here or there, but not incredibly surprised that he didn't get any Norris votes. But when it comes to the rookie of the year, it was never even close. He got 170 first place votes. 18 second place votes, third, three third place votes, and four fourth place votes. Which I feel is something to be talked about that there were four people who voted for Moritz Sider outside the top three. Like he was a finalist, all right. Like how, who, who? We yeah, need names. I, I can't wait till <laughs> they will eventually because they always do eventually release the, um, you know, the reported names or whatever, and eventually they'll they'll either release their own ballots or use process of elimination. So eventually they will find out. But golly. I don't know how you justify that. I really I, don't. And, don't and even more either. so, like, as the years go on, it's only going to look stupider and stupider. <laughs> like, it's not one of those well, things that's going to be like, oh, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm voting for the future. Like, this person had the best season, but these people have the brightest futures. Like, no matter what, you're just going to look dumb. Because, yeah, again, it's not about, like, future or what's up ahead. It's about what they did right. this season. I mean, again, Morris Sider had played 18 18- 1,888 minutes, and I believe, I don't have the all the Red Wings minutes up above, ahead uh, in front of me right now, but I believe that led the team comfortably in minutes. He was just an unbelievable asset. I mean, l- allow me to break down the, the numbers for you here, Scotty. He was um, 
his expected goals for percentage per 60 minutes was 0.13 relative to his teammates. So on the Red Wings, as bad as they were, he was consistently an asset to his teammates on the ice. He made the players around him better when he was on the ice. Corsi was even better. So when he was on the ice per 60 minutes, he contributed to 1.31 shots more than they faced in that span. For Fenwick, which is basically the same thing as 1.28, which is why those numbers are very similar because one just uh, it gives an exception to block shots. Expected goals above replacement. Moritz Sider had an 8.7 expected uh, goals above replacement. He was expected to score 8.7 more goals than a replacement level player as a defenseman, which is phenomenal from the back end for a guy, again, who is not touted for his offensive prowess, but had developed, and I want to say developed it. He's always had it. It's just that in the span that people were scouting him, he had focused on his defensive game. We heard that from Tony Ferrari multiple times is that he, everyone always knew he had an offensive game, but when he had gotten to uh, the DEL, they asked him to focus on growing his defensive game, which is what people ended up scouting because that's what he was doing at the time. You look at his player card, which I'll throw back up here again. He's already a top 15% defenseman his rookie year. And these are all things that we have mentioned time and time again on this podcast. But here is his player card. His even strength offense goals above replacement was about eight. His expected goals above replacement was about two. So he was even outperforming his already impressive expected goals above replacement at offense. That's his offensive side, even strength offense. His even strength defense would have been even better was his expected goals above replacement for expected his expected goals above replacement for even strength defense was over three, which his actual goals above replacement was about two. So he didn't quite live up to the expected goals above replacement. But again, look who he was playing with on defense. Right. His offensive and defensive attributes were both in the positive metrics. The only thing that is in the negative on his player card in his rookie year was shorthanded. Shorthanded defense expected goals above replacement and they had one of the worst special teams it's it <laughs> yes. goes back to the fact that any any flaw you can see, you may have with more cider or you can see analytically with more cider can be also swept up in the in the uh, you know grouping of the red wings just weren't very good look at how impressive this player card is despite him playing on a lottery team that had one defenseman and some of the worst special teams in the league. Yeah, and that defenseman was was him. <laughs> it was him. Top 15% <laughs> defenseman in his rookie season. Absolutely no reason for him to not win the Calder, and he won it by a landslide, as he rightfully should. Absolutely. Uh, I got to talk to you guys today about Bet Online. Nope. Wrong. Built Bar. Oh, hey. Still sharing hey, my screen. That's nice, man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> it's only supposed to save that tab. So, you know, our friends at Built are always coming out with new amazing flavors. Well, this time, Built is truly outdone themselves with their new mud pie flavor. And for the first time ever, Built is introducing the new mud pie flavor in both mud pie and mud pie puff. Uh, Scotty, you and I have both been blessed with trying the mud pie built bar and the mud pie. Puff. So good. Absolutely. Just phenomenal stuff. And you know, every time they send us like a new sample to try before we do these ad reads, it feels like every new flavor is an improvement on the last. We talked last time. So birthday cake was 
they'd only sent me a handful up into that point and birthday cake. I really, really enjoyed. And I was like, this is the first built bar where I'm like, I want like consistently go out and get more now that my samples are gone. So they sent me mud pie bar was set pretty high. They surpassed that. Like it legitimately did not even taste like I was eating a protein bar, which is not right. Which is not fair to candy bars dangerous. out there. In a good that way, is a dangerous. dangerous game. Good way, dangerous, but it's not fair to all those candy bars out there that no. there's a mud pie built bar that legitimately that's part of their ad read, but it's so true. Tastes like a candy bar, but it's so healthy for you so too. So good, both of them too. The puff, the bar itself. Either yeah. way, you can't go. That just I, I devoured the ones they sent us. Well, In, the, inhaled them. So the puffs are good because it's obviously marshmallow, but the built bar one, like the actual OG mud pie built bar. Is uh, it's like actually thick and dense like a real brownie, which I really enjoyed. Um, it's got 16 grams of protein, only 150 calories, and 8 grams of sugar. Um, it's like your mom baked the most deliciously creamy chocolate mud pie and wrapped it up just for you. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Segment 2 Lockdown Red Wings Podcast, we are talking about more at Cider winning the Calder Trophy and how it just, just feels so right. Like... You know, when the announcement came, Scotty, I wasn't like jumping up for joy. And I, cause I was just sitting there and I was like, yeah, yeah. I was happy. Like, obviously, I'm happy. I have a grin on my face this whole time. Like, this is the first time a Red Wing has won the Calder Trophy since the 60s. But I just wasn't surprised. I mean, we had been talking for weeks about the fact that Moritz Sider was the bona fide. It wasn't if he won the Calder, is when he won the Calder. And we never had a shadow of the doubt. It was never going to be one of those things that would pop up on freezing cold takes, you know, a month from now, be like, these guys said he was going to win it seasonally. Like, we, everybody knew. There was one NHL poll all season long where Moritz Sider was not number one. And that was that. That was when Trevor or Trevor Zegras did the Zegras, as they're calling it now, when he did the flip pass. That was the only time. Yeah. Well, he did the Michigan too, but before that, he did the flip pass over yeah. the net, and that's when I'm he first calling it a Michigan pass. Yeah, and so <laughs> I refuse that, to call it the Seagrass. Every other NHL poll had him at number at number one overall, and by a landslide for Calder. So it's just you get to a point where you're like, yeah, that's that is right. That is how it should be. Yeah, and and you know the fascinating part is too. Um, I don't know. I don't, we don't have to transition to this fully if you don't want to, but um, Lucas Raymond got a first place vote. And after the first month of the season, they did a poll, right? And and it wasn't with the actual writers. It was just, uh, it was different writers and part fans and everything. But uh, Zegras, Trevor Zegras, Lucas Raymond, rather, he was uh, first place in that poll after the first month of the season. He had the hat trick, you know, he had a, he had a scoring goal. He goals was on fire. Right. He was crazy. Right. So it's, it's just, it's super um, fascinating, A, to see him maintain a, a first place vote, but uh, at, by the end of the season and, and finish fourth. But B, I mean, outside of the one Zegras moment, it, it was a Red Wing from start to finish. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. And outside of, you know, so more insider winning is obviously what this episode is all about. But Lucas Raymond, like you said, getting fourth overall in the voting is absolutely worth crediting. I mean, he was great all year long. Obviously, he had a little bit of a downtick in production as the season went on. And for a rookie at 19 years old when the season started, 20 when it finished, 
it was a tough season. And he held true like the entire time as a productive top line winger playing with guys like Lucas Raymond and uh, Tyler Bertuzzi and whatever winger they slotted up there at that time. I mean, he had 57 points and 23 goals in 82 games played. Again, Moritz Sider and Lucas Raymond were two of three players to play all 82 games this season for the Detroit Red Wings. That is very impressive out of guys who can't even legally drink in America. This is, they are two really impressive rookies. And so while we're celebrating Moritz Sider, it is definitely apt to bring up the fact that Lucas Raymond finished fourth and you could have made an argument he finishes in the top three. Of course, we already knew that didn't happen because we had the f- three finalists, you know, months ago. But him being right there at four is very appropriate. I think that I think that it is a good spot for him to finish because, again, he had that really hot first half this season and still productive second half. Just he got passed by guys like Mike, Michael Bunting playing between Matthews and Marner and Zegers. Zegers, again, we, we talk about more Sider obviously outshines Zegers and Bunting by a whole new level, but Zegers. His point production this season was legit. Outside of the the two the big assist and the big goal that he got that everyone knows, he was a highly productive forward. So he absolutely. I think Zegers wins in a lot of years. Yeah, if it weren't for Moritz Sider doing what he did on the team that he had, Zegers wins this. Yeah, almost every I, I, single I think year. I think we can we we could go back and point to to quite a few years over the last 10, 20 years that that Zegers with the season he had would have won the award for sure. Absolutely, but. Lucas Raymond getting just one, even if it's just one first place felt. Yeah, just him like getting all, but the like ridiculousness it, yeah. of of uh, cider getting four fourth place votes is is asinine. Yeah, no, I I, I really I still don't understand do, how that happened. I, I would love to see those ballots. I would just love to see like the name of the writers. Like, sure, whatever. If you want to go. You know, whatever. I, I just want to see the ballots. I just want to see who just take their right to vote away. Like who? <laughs> I, I just want to see who, like who they had. Like I, I genuinely just want to see what they had at one, two, three. Well, because it, there's no justification for cider being at four. There is just none. There, I cannot see any justification for him being at four. It's crazy to me that that's where he was. I don't. Yeah, I don't get there's it. There's no justification for him at three either, and he had more fourth place votes than third. Yeah, I, I somebody out there. So here, there's one of two things that happened here, and this is just me speculating. But <clears throat> sorry, you should be not going to cut that. By the way, <clears throat> um, Moritz Sider is a defenseman. That's why he got fourth place votes because there's always going to be those old heads out there who are going to value flashiness and goal scoring and production. Mind you, Moritz Sider still had 50 points, and he led all defensemen or all rookies in assists. But there are always going to be people out there who value forwards, goal scoring, assists, point production, over defensive capability, over physicality, and everything that a defenseman does. So there's at least four people out there, seven total, who voted for him third and fourth that just – covet defense that's my theory my other theory is somebody doesn't like detroit which is very possible there's somebody out there who probably just has a vendetta against detroit because remember when i'm gonna say this of course you remember when remember when rick porcello won the cy young (laughs) and justin verlander had more first place votes than rick porcello did but rick porcello had enough second place votes to then win the cy young award and then there was like a guy in florida who listed like two Tampa Bay relievers as like two and three 
And if Verlander would have gotten those votes, he would have won Cy Young because there's always somebody out there who has a bias towards their own players. There's going to be somebody out there who voted for Tanner Janot or Dawson Mercer to be number one and number two or two and three. And that's going to be going to pull Moritz Sider down in the poll. So those are my two crack theories as to why Moritz Sider got third and fourth. But in the end, doesn't matter. Moritz Sider won. At the end, it doesn't matter. He, he won the award. I, I really... I really would have liked to have seen him get even closer to unanimous. Like, I know that's like super. um, I mean, he got all but what? 25 votes. Yeah. Like that's (laughs) like super snobby of me because like he did win the award and everything's like fine. And Danny and I'm, I'm thrilled, but I, I would have, I really would have liked to have seen him get as like even closer to, to unanimous. Like I, he, he, he does. He deserved unanimous in my eyes. He really did. I mean, Delkovic got one fifth place vote. He showed up on there. It's nice for him. Hell Appreciate yeah, that. good for him. Um, we're gonna I guess transition now into segment three here in a second, and when we come back, uh, talk a little bit more about the speech, um, the announcement, a video, uh, celebrating from all the different players and surprise couple appearances in that celebration video by a couple former Red Wings alumni. And then uh, just kind of going through and listing off a few other award winners that won trophies this year and tell you who, if any spoiler alert, there weren't uh, that finished in the award voting for the Red Wings. Segment three, lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty and I are talking about Moritz Sider winning the Calder trophy. And Scotty, let's see here. Brian, do you want to talk about his uh, acceptance speech, or do you want to talk about the video that all the players compiled or do, was compiled of all the players? I want to do the acceptance speech, and then I want to do both videos after. Okay, I both videos. I don't know what you're talking about. The one that we are literally in, Brian. Oh, <laughs> I was trying to have fun, and you just like well, ruined you it. came across as you know kind of stupid stuff. So. Well, I am very stupid. Same, same, man. Uh, <laughs> so his acceptance speech was really fun. Um, it was, he, fun, of course. I, the joke at his parents was my favorite part. That was I liked a lot. Of, a lot of people are saying like, "Oh, thank the city of Detroit," which good. I'm glad he impro- included that in there. But of course, he's going to say that. Of course, he's going to thank the city of Detroit and the Red Wings and the fans. It was the off the cuff stuff that I really enjoyed, and the, the shot at his parents was hilarious. hilarious. He goes up to the stage. He's like. I don't have any, he had to have known he was going to win this award because yeah. I don't have an acceptance speech prepared. I'm like, of course, it's more a cider. Um, so he gets up there with nothing but his wit and his guile. Dude, like, as, as the and that's the say. other thing about like Zegris, you know, oh, like Zegris, he just did so much for the game. Like from a marketing, you know, on the ice product, sure, he did more than a defenseman. Like, sure, fair enough. But if they wanted to, man, they could make Mo a superstar. Like nobody oh, has his personality, man. Nobody, nobody out, no other rookie, no other, his, his personality is really going to take him to, to new heights of, of hockey players in general. And, and especially defenseman dog. Like he's, he, he really does have it. You're, you're a hundred percent spot on. He has got everything. I, we we ran to the first or raved the first two segments about his playing ability and how he can do everything on the ice. But this, like, it, it cannot be spoken enough about his off-ice personality. And just, are you good? Yeah, I got some of my eye. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, you get really wide-eyed. Uh, it cannot be spoken enough about just 
how strong of a personality he is and how charming he is. I mean, he gets up on the stage and he goes, you know, I want to thank my friends and my family, my girlfriend, my family couldn't, my parents couldn't be here today. They just got back from Kuwait, Croatia and they felt it was more important to go on vacation than be here. Like that was that, that quick wit right off the cuff. I mean, he probably preemptively was like, I'm going to take a shot at my parents, but he just, <laughs> he's such a good personality and it, it seems so genuine. And I guess this can transition now into the video of all the players, you know, uh, mm. congratulating him. Cool. Joe Valeno, Joe Valeno's segment was probably the best. Yeah. It was the longest and it was felt like the most heartfelt. And he mentions like, stay you, stay humble, stay loving hockey. And he's like, thank you for helping me grow as a player. And that felt like, obviously we, we talked a lot about before the season started about Raymond and cider, you know, joking together and being good friends and good buddies. And I know they are, but the Mojo show happened and it's besides the play on words it's clearly because cider and joe valeno have are good friends and it really came across in that congratulations video and it felt very sincere from joe valeno everything that he said everything that he said about more cider just reinforces how good of a guy he is off the ice as well as on the ice and just the fact that i mean i'm really starting to love joe valeno off the ice as well like he seems incredibly ground, grounded as well and i i really love the core of this team going forward, the youth on this team going forward, because they seem very ready to grow together and become a Stanley cup contender together. And I, I love watching that congratulations video. Yeah, me too. I, I really liked Larkins as well. And, and, yeah. and, uh, I think he was the last one. One of the yeah, last, he ones. said, I love you too. <laughs> with, uh, yeah, with, um, with the, you know, talking about, Everything on the ice and off the ice and everything. I I, th I thought that was really nice from the captain there. Uh, th there was some interesting ones. I mean, I I think like not in a not in a disrespectful way, obviously, but like the Hasek one is kind of like weird to me. Like yeah. not not weird negatively, just like random. -ish. Yeah, like why though? Why? So obviously there are two guys that popped up in that congratulations video and it was Hasek and Sergey, Sergey Fedorov. Right. So Fedorov's and the one that like everyone freaked out. Freaking out about because it's like, oh my gosh, he's in the video. He must be coming back. <laughs> a, a lot of people want him to be the next head coach of the Detroit Ratings. I'm not even opposed to it, but it did. It did strike. Like I tried very hard not to think too hard on that one. Um, I did Bo Brisky give up like another home run or something? No, we just got into a double play down the inning. Unbelievable. Uh -oh, Sorry. Okay. Um, you're good. I just was like, did I say something wrong? And then I really, I clicked. I was like, Oh, I know what's happening. Um, the thing about it is like, I tried really hard not to think too hard about it. I was like, Sergey Fedorov did is it like, he's in this video. So our relationships are not as bad as they, right. as I thought they were with the organization still. And then my mind's like, was bet online, right? What does he is he the favorite to be the next head coach? I'm like, no, Brian, don't look too deep into a 15 second clip because it is an interesting choice that it's Sergey Fedorov and Dominic Hoschik, two people who presumably don't have a relationship with Moritz Seider, especially because neither of those guys are German. One's um, Russian and the other one's Czech. So this to see it's those two weird. guys, and I'm, I'm it's again, it's not negative. It's just it caught my no, eye. yeah, no, not I, I'll always take an opportunity to hear from those two, you know, but. It's um, it, it's yeah, it's definitely weird. Like out of all the names you have in that like fraternity, for lack of a better term, right? Like in, of all the names that you have to pull from in like the Red Wings lore, like all the great wings, 
all the ones that still have such prominent relationships with the organization. I mean, your assistant general manager is literally the greatest defenseman of all time. Like you have so many names to pull from and, and the fact that you wanted to make sure that like Sergei Fedorov was in that video was a little like, Oh really? Okay. Like that, that's that? interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Name in the rafters. Yeah. Right. That's interesting. It's <laughs> interesting. I'll tell you that. And, uh, and then of course there was the official announcement hype video for yes. Moritz Satter. Very, very it. great video for a lot of different reasons. Um, we made <laughs> an appearance in it, which was pretty awesome. Of course, it's very just cool. me spazzing out over how great Moritz Sider was. I think it was after the Philadelphia Flyers series in Philly, the home yeah. and home who's after he just, so just dominated. I remember them. recording just, that. Yeah. I, it, and I was like uh, freaking out. <laughs> yeah. My, um, thanks to Brian, uh, my, my name will forever be in, in the Moritz Sider <laughs> Calder <I'm> video. So, <laughs> he's so good, Scotty. He's so good. I mean, it, it's, it was definitely a cool moment. Thanks to the, the video know, is, social media team. Right. Very cool there. that we made it for sure. Very cool. But, but the video itself was phenomenal. I mean, so, so well put together and, uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely a cool kind of cherry on top there at the end because that was, you know, seeing his highlights and uh, the, I don't know, the on and the off ice stuff, everything about him, man. He, he is, he is him. He is him. And he's gonna, he's gonna be the, the focal point for this team for a very long time. Oh, he, he is absolutely a core piece. And I guess we, we can end it on looking ahead, you know, looking ahead for more outsiders' future. You know, winning the Calder is great. It's a great personal accolade, accolade, accolade. Um, and he and Lucas Raymond being put on the NHL's all rookie team is a, another amazing feat for both of those guys Acoloid. in their rookie seasons. Um, but sorry, say again, Acoloid, are you making fun of me? <laughs> I, you're, you're an ass. Um, <laughs> it's another amazing feat by those guys, but it doesn't stop. You know, they have to continue to get better. And I think they very much will. I think the ceiling for these guys is astronomical. I think they both have the makings of bona fide superstars in this league. But it's great. This team has got to become take it be, take it to the next level. And I think these two guys are central pieces on this team being taken to the next two level, the next level. You know, going from a lottery team to a playoff contender to a Stanley Cup contender, to eventually Stanley Cup champs. And I think this is a launching point. I think we are going to see the next few years. Uh, this is this is the, the fun part of coming out of a rebuild is obviously the team taking steps forward, but watching the individual players take steps forward, take steps forward, take steps forward. That's that's it's so it's so dang fun, man. It's so that like I I can't wait for for to watch Siders next season. Like I can't wait to watch him again this fall and and see the the step the next step that he will then take again. It's it's so fun. It's so, so and and Raymond too. Obviously the whole team, man. Like I'm I'm I really am. You know th this is just highlights uh, a city's excitement for the future of this team. I. I'll end it on this. He's so good. He's so good, Scotty. I'm so hype. I'm so hype. Thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all platforms. Now make your second listen, Lockdown NHL. 
Lockdown NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow, uh, doing a little bit of a prospect profile. Same time, same place. It's your team. Accoloids. Accoloids.